Welcome to Municipal's presentation of Becoming Better Men. I'm your host, David Barry. Becoming Better Men is a conversational catalyst for a new way to think about masculinity, a new way to answer the question, what does it mean to be a man? I think of these as teaching conversations, the kinds you might share with a young professional or a new parent or a first-time leader, someone beginning to ask the important questions about who they want to be and how they want to show up for their families, their teams, and in communities that are hungry for meaningful change. Along the way, I have learned that they are actually conversations for everybody, men and women, young and old, anyone who is alive with curiosity about this question, how do I become the best version of myself? Today, I'm very happy to share with you part two of our season-ending compilation episode, Five Questions. I made a decision with the very first episode to ask each of my guests the same set of five questions at the conclusion of our conversations. What's a book or movie that has changed you? What's a quality you wish you had more of? What's a quality you wish you had less of? What advice would you give to your younger self? And what's something you are looking forward to? Today, in the order they appear, the voices you'll hear, with only one brief commercial break, which incidentally includes a 30% off discount code at municipal.com, well, those voices belong to Professor of Elementary Education, Greg Knotts, Leadership Coach and Organization Development Expert, Kathy Early, Quarterback Coach and Mentor, Danny Hernandez, the founder and CEO of A Human Workplace, Renee Smith, teacher-in-training, Alan Carter, founder and co-CEO of Plenty Consulting, Jeff Shuck, co-founder and CEO of White Men as Full Diversity Partners, Bill Proudman, the founder and executive director of Harper's Playground, G. Cody Q.J. Goldberg, the founder of Human Speak, Evan Singer, and HR executive and speaker, Tim Russell. As you settle in to listen, I have two requests for you. First is, if you find yourself connecting to one of these folks, go to Spotify or iTunes and listen to the full episode and maybe even share it with a friend. Second, take a few minutes to jot down your own answer to these questions and send them my way, either at davidisoutside on Instagram or directly to david at municipal.com. It would be amazing to hear from you, and we might even publish some of your responses with your permission, of course. Okay, have a great time learning from this special group of people, and thank you very much for your support of Becoming Better Men. Okay, all right, final five. You ready to go? Yeah. You're, you're not. You, you can't say yes because you have no idea what's coming. So Well, that, I know, but I, I, it hasn't stopped me answering anything <laughs> preceding this. So exactly. <laughs> Okay, Greg, what is a book or movie that has changed you? Uh, at the risk of dead air, I'll just say the first book that I always say is my favorite, um, which I read in eighth grade for the first time, was, was is Watership Down. It's the story about rabbits. Uh, so it's not because it's about rabbits, but I, I revisit this book quite a bit because I realized for me, the story is definitely about journey. Um, 
uh, even about friendship, one of the main characters has very, very unpopular thoughts, um, mm. but that are very true and very instinctive for him. Um, and I've taken a lot of solace in that because sometimes it, it, I think in my own life, I feel like I've been on a journey. I feel like I've been consistently seeking friendships. And I think sometimes around tables, I hold unpopular thoughts that eventually prove to be at least, you know, somewhat accommodated. Um, so anyway, that's a, I think I'm defaulting to that because I can't think of anything I've recently read that's impacted me. Well, it sounds like it's, it's got a lot of long-term value. Yeah. That's awesome. That's, that's incredible. Um, My movie would be, I think back to the future, which is a silly answer, but it's also true because I love back that the idea of back to the future that you can, you know, we can't do it literally like on a timeline perspective, but you can go back and undo some of your thinking. I mean, I guess that's my point in being a teacher is that, yeah. you know, in whatever way we can't be just cemented in what our previous reality was. We have to give ourselves permission and the opportunity to change the way we do things and think things. Yes. things. So I know yeah. that's a silly one, but I, I've always, I've always loved that movie for that idea. It's great. It's great. What is a quality you wish you had more of? Mm, that's a great question. I think of <laughs> more qualities I wish I had less of. Um, You're coming to that in a second. Oh, shoot. Because uh, <laughs> those all just popped into my head. Um, yeah, uh, I think I would like to be, oh, this is going to fly in the face of everything I think I've said in the last bit, but I think I wish I could be more hopeful. Um I think that's what drew me to the elementary classroom. I think I'm such a pragmatist. I think I'm such a realist um, that sometimes the change or the difference or the need, I can already see three steps down the road and go, well, that won't happen. And, and here's another thing to think about. And here's another confounding factor. And I wish that that wasn't necessary. I wish I had more hopefulness. So rather than make it a negative, I wish I had more hopefulness so that I wasn't so, mm, I just didn't go down those. No, I'll see, keep, keep it positive. I wish I went down more hopeful pathways first, mm -hmm. and then I can come back to that pragmatist, but I wish I went down more hopeful pathways first. You spoke about ideology earlier, idealism, I draw from that. Do you think that, that in some ways that's sort of the necessary other side of an idealistic outlook is that you're going to get into that more melancholy, uh, frustrated place because um, your idealism just, it can't be satisfied? No, I think, well, it may very well be that, David, but I, I suspect in my own life, it's because I've been on my side of the desk for over 25 years mm -hmm. and I've just seen the truth of a bell curve mm. and I've seen it play out over and over and over again. I've taught at this point in my career, I've taught thousands of people, thousands. I mean, from small humans to, you know, my doctoral students. And I've just seen archetype after archetype after archetype still make sense. And so there's a part of me that's like, well, the, the plot map is always going to look relatively the same and we're not going to change. And <laughs> I guess that's the searching for the hope in to counter what my life experience has told me. Because again, I've had the good fortune of, of meeting and encountering and interacting with thousands and thousands of people in ways that, you know, sitting, someone sitting in, I think you referenced the cubicle, it just doesn't do. And so I've literally, and I was behind the desk of a hotel for 25 years as well. 
I mean, believe me, I think I've met every single type and kind of human there is. That's probably not true, of course, but you feel like that because of the industries that I've been in. Um, I've just seen, that's the title of my book. Don't steal it because it's not copyrighted. But I think that I'd write a book called Life is a Bell Curve because I just see that truth play out over and over and over again. Hmm. Then what's a quality you wish you had less of? I can go to that almost immediately. Um, I have a list, of course, but I, I think my... I think the quality that I guess to counter what I'm saying that I would want more of is I wish that I had less cynicism and cynicism in the purest sense, like the Greek sense, but also cynicism in like the more like contemporary understanding of like skepticism. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'd like more hopefulness to counter what I think is my natural cynicism to say, well, we shouldn't be motivated by these things. We shouldn't, we should live natural lives engaged with each other and not be driven by pride and ego and money and uh, all the things that the Greeks said, but then also, you know, a much more contemporary version of cynicism is just, I'm a skeptic. I, I naturally don't go to the new now next, you know? So um, I think they're, I think they're in conflict with one another or, or they're, or they're just two sides of the same coin, I suppose, what I want more of. And yeah. So, okay. Okay. What advice would you give to your younger self? Am I able to define what younger means? Um, I, I, I I wish that I had not, I suppose if it's advice, I'd want to phrase it positively. So I would, I would want to encourage the younger me to pay more attention to my voice as opposed to the voices of others. Um, or worse, the anticipated voices of others. Because oftentimes I was my own worst enemy because I was deflecting what I thought might come at me. And so I wish that I had truly been able as a younger person to kind of ignore that and listen more to my own, whatever you, you know, drives, desires, goals, person-isms. Um, yeah. Yeah. Not What's, because I didn't care and not because other voices aren't important, but because I, I didn't, I really didn't prioritize my own, um, which yeah. is what I think drew me to the elementary classroom. And you've heard me say it several mm-hmm. times in different iterations. It's definitely about helping small humans claim their voice because we do not set up a society where the small human's voice is welcome or even included. Um, and so I mean, we, we don't drive till we're 16. We don't vote till we're 18. We don't drink till we're 21. All things that I find perfectly logical and acceptable. But we don't eat, we just don't include small humans' voices usually at the table. And um, I want to help kids kind of claim that earlier on. Yeah. It's so, I love hearing you represent that side of it. It's widely known, sadly, that we are not a wisdom culture. Mm. We, we do not respect and revere the voices of our elders. Mm. Um, it's it's you talk, we Americans or we the West or sorry sorry yeah. thank you precise language American society yeah I I definitely agree and and you know you're either going for it and and in your lane and achieving um, or you kind of are or getting ready to or you're kind of irrelevant in the in mm. the modern co- conversation and so. Mm. You've aged out. Well, okay, we'll figure out how to. I don't know what to do with you. But if you're just coming up, same. It seems to to your point that it's, it's not like we invite that 
that young, I know you're talking very young and, yeah. and teaching how to use that later, but still it's, it's a cliche that we say, it, you know, we don't really believe it though. Like the voices of children, the voices of the innocent, the simplicity, we have so much to learn, but we pander to it. We don't actually pay attention to it. It feels like. It's interesting because we honor it pop culture. We can put Taylor Swift on the cover of albums and fill her concert halls when she's 18, 17. Um, but it's only this year that Time Magazine has put Time's Kids of the Year, mm. uh, people who are creating sustainable ways of gardening, kids who are creating food delivery systems and programs, yeah. kids who have conquered, succeeded, thrived during the COVID environment because they saw a need and it was a brand new need. So every voice has been welcomed because you're like, well, Jesus, we've never done this before, this COVID pandemic stay at home thing. And kids have been, they're like, well, um, hey, maybe could we try this? And their voices have been welcomed. And this is the first year that time, uh, you know, as a, and that's a pretty cultural, you know, culturally significant icon has put those voices in their magazine and in on the cover. What's something you're looking forward to? I suppose the most honest answer, which is what we've striven for here today, is um, a logical chapter three. I'll call it that. I, I think I referenced being 50. Um, I actually turned 52 in two weeks. Um, and there's something about where I am professionally in particular that has meant a great deal to me. And I said, as I said before, I love what I do, but I have also consistently also felt it is not entirely sufficient. Mm -hmm. So I don't know, David, if that chapter three is a book if it's some kind of business, if I'm going to create a deck of cards, I don't know, but I definitely feel like the where I am is perfectly 100% enjoyable, appropriate, acceptable. I love it. I have a pension. Thank you, taxpayers. Um, I, you know, all that's very helpful and, and logical, but I, even at this point in my life, don't feel like it's entirely sufficient. So I guess I'd say I look forward to a chapter three that makes sense. I think I'm, I think I'm referencing professionally, but I, I guess I may as well toss in personally as well, but I'm not sure what that would even be because I'm pretty happy. So, um, <laughs> yeah. So I guess a, a, a logical chapter three, a logical next step right now, I feel like I've got one foot firmly planted, but the other foot is kind of hovering and I'm not quite sure where to put it down. What's a book or movie that has changed you? God, I knew you were going to ask me this. <laughs> I love so many movies that it's. So I'm just going to have to go with something. Well, let me go with a book first. So I, I'm going to say this in the context of what we've been saying about. I, I read recently White Fragility, and I think for every white person, uh, it's the entry point to understanding what are very highly developed white reactions to the world. Um, and understanding it is a invitation to, to go past it. So I would, I would highly recommend that. Excellent. Uh, Excellent. Okay. And one of my other, like more insp inspiring, uh, what I love and go back to many a time is Tuesdays with Maury. I don't know if you remember. I do. That and there, uh, like, was very resonant for me is like the 
the mentor student sort of relationship and just like the, the value of those relationships and how, how powerful they are. And that's through our entire conversation and that's through your life experience, right? That, that, yeah. keeps, that keeps coming back, right? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Did you come, did you think of a movie? Do you want to mention a movie? You don't um, have to, but just curious. Well, one of my, I'm just going to say one of my favorite movies is an Italian movie named Cinema Paradiso. Oh. And I, there is something about like, this just stunning and heartbreaking and beautiful. And so... If you need like something different for your quarantining. <laughs> we'll take it under advisement. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Great. <laughs> What's a quality you wish you had more of? I would say patience. Yeah. I like What's things it? to be, you know, ready now and done now and fixed now. <laughs> yep. I get it. <laughs> What's a quality you wish you had less of? Less of probably like a, like when my conviction goes on, like a too firm of an engine, I, I work on this is righteousness, mm-hmm. you know, dial that back. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> great. 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 What, uh, what advice would you give to your younger self? Well, you know, one is like, okay nothing's that serious. You know, that I think you shared this quote with me by Aldous Huxley, the like lightly child lightly. And I, you know, I've kept a journal for years and every time I start a new journal on one of the pages, I write that quote in it just, you know, like learn to do everything, even though you're feeling deeply, like learn to do it lightly. Um, so that's, you know, that's what I would say. Nice. And, you know, probably something like just go on the ride. You have no idea how it's going to turn out. Like if you had told me I would ever live in San Francisco, live in California. I'm like, no, that's ridiculous. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, well, case in point, you know, you you for me and I love getting this on the record. You know, you played a extremely pivotal, pivotal role in the evolution of my career. Because if we both hadn't said yes to that company, yeah, 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 then you left about a year ahead of me. And when I was dismissed as part of, you know, typical, yeah, 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 startup, you know, they uh, didn't go well and, and people were let go, you were among the first and only to respond with an opportunity that put me on the path of the work I do now. Wow. You know, I was, I remember, Kathy, I got a, I got a seven week severance and I was employed by Blessing White on week six. Oh my God. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Yeah. And then the work that we did there was the gateway to everything I've done in the field of teaching and leadership and all the stuff that we share. So, um, so to your point, the ride, like say, say yes, if it feels, yeah. you know, right, 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 right. If there's some resonance in your gut, like move towards that. Cause you don't know how the story's going to end. Yeah. But it's probably going to connect you in ways that are going to be really, really promising. Right. So you did that for me. Thank you. Oh, good. Yeah. Welcome. Yeah. Big time. What's some last one. What's something you're looking forward to? Um, I would say hugging my nephew. Mm. You no, know, I haven't seen my family since 
Thanksgiving of 2019 because I was going to go in April last year. So that will be something I will excitedly yeah. embrace literally the moment. Yeah, literally embrace that. And the irony is he's not really a hugger. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> but I will hug him nevertheless. Tell me about a book or a movie that changed you in some way. I'm going to say The Godfather as a movie. Just, just uh, again, that was something that I watched with my dad. Uh, watched it several times, and it was one of those movies that I probably watched a hundred times. And there was always some kind of message in there of family awareness, loyalty, different things like that. So there was always uh, that 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 changed my perspective on a lot of stuff when I when I first watched that, and I have my kids watch it now. <laughs> so good, so oh, yeah. so good. That's that's great. Um, what is a quality you wish you had more of? I wish I could be a little bit more organized. I always feel like I could just be just a little, I feel like I have so many different ideas, so many different things going on. And I'm the type where I'll get something started and then, oh, let me just move on to this. And I get that. I'm sure my wife would agree with, uh, <laughs> with me on that. <laughs> then flip it over. What's a quality you wish you had less of? It, it, it's kind of funny because talk about being organized and in order to talk about, you know, the details, right? Um, I feel like I'm definitely about the details to the point where sometimes it, it eats at me, you know, on some of these details where if I'm doing training with a kid and something, I'll put a video together and it looks great. And everyone's just great. I'm like, no, 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 this is, this is wrong. That's wrong. And I'll just start picking it apart and say, no, we, we got to be perfect. There's other, I, I want to make sure that when a coach ends up seeing this kid, he's seen this, this, and this, this is just slightly off for me. It's not working. So sometimes the details, I get a little too much on it. Sometimes I'm, I'm probably my toughest critic when it comes to that. What, uh, what advice would you give to your younger self? To be a little bit more present, be in the moment. You know, I think some of the things that I've really learned now as I'm older is to uh, really enjoy the moment. Um, I, and I think a lot of that I've learned with having my little one, you know, with having that big gap uh, with their kids, you know, you're trying to make everything work with your other kids. And now with this one, I'm looking at it, you know, when he called me dad for the first time from dada, you know, it's like, oh man, is dada going to go away now? Now is it just dad, you know, or I still remember the first time my 19 year old didn't want to hold my hand anymore, you know, enjoying every moment, you know, that I have. And I think it's tougher now. There's so many distractions, you know, I'm, I'm with my little guy and he wants to watch a show or read a book and my phone calls things like, okay, I got to put that away and let me lock in and just be in this moment. What is something you're looking forward to? Uh, just to continue to keep doing what I love and uh, just to continue uh, making a difference and hoping that um, we just keep putting these kids on the right path, you know, and, and, and I love, like I said, love seeing them in some way kind of do what we're doing for somebody else, you know, and if that's a senior that's helping out a ninth grader on his football team, or, you know, I see them come out early and work with a guy. I just love seeing that, you know, be a big brother to these guys. I'm constantly stressing that. Let's be a good, if this is a brotherhood and be a big brother to these guys. So I'm hoping that we continue doing that.
Hey guys, it's Anna here, the customer service specialist at Municipal. I'm here to tell you that we just launched our Super Blend Pocket T-shirt and Long Sleeve T-shirt. They are seriously softer than my Golden Retriever puppy, so be sure to check them out at municipal.com. And as a bonus for not fast-forwarding through this commercial, use promo code BBM30 at checkout and you'll receive 30% off your entire order. If you ever need help with sizing or anything else, be sure to hit me up at hello at municipal.com. Now, back to David. Tell me about a book or a movie that has changed you in some way. Um, I don't know. If, I can't remember if I mentioned this earlier or not, uh, but the book, I would say a general theory of love is uh, the, a book that I go back to again and again and again related to the work that I do. And I, you know, it's, it's a beautiful book in a, in a way like it. Um, but one of the things that's lovely about it is that it is a blend of science and poetry. Like it's, it's so beautifully written um, by three psychiatrists and um, expresses exquisitely uh, insights about human relationship and love, attachment, connection, um, so many aspects um, that have been really illuminating. So that, that is the book. What is a quality that you wish you had more of? I wish I were quicker on my feet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really reflective. So, <laughs> so these five questions are freaking me out. <laughs> you didn't know that there'd be a, 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 a bonus a hot seat round. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, yeah, that's great. That's great. Okay. Um, what's a quality you wish you had less of? Um, I, well, I think the flip side of it is I, I, I wish I was less in my head. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. Yeah, I wish I could uh, get to the get to the like less um, censoring. Right, got it. Oh, that surely resonates. Um, um, it resonates so much that I forgot my next question. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got it. I got it. I got it. Okay. What advice? What advice would you give to your younger self? Don't lose your voice. <laughs> So there's, I've had a couple significant rounds in my life of maybe three of like leaving behind what was mine. So setting it down and, and wandering off after someone else's past, someone else's um, story, someone else's purpose. And, and in the doing of that is the leaving my voice behind, leaving the, the, the assignment that was mine behind. And I, you know, had rounds of that and keep like coming back around like, oh, wait a second. Oh, that's right. Where am I? You know, stay on point here. So, oh. and, and, you know, there's a, nothing, I haven't lost it though. It's still mine. It's still my assignment. I'm still doing, doing what I'm supposed to do. So. It's really, it seems it's not lost. Yeah. No, 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 no. But, but I, I, I understand what you mean by that. And, and it's so cool to see how your voice is so rich and resonant in this chapter of your life around, around these, these themes that we've been um, exploring together today. Um, last one, what is, what is something you're looking forward to? Hmm. There's a song called a crowded table, the crowded table by the high women. Um, oh, yes. I love it. And uh, yeah, I can't listen to it right now without crying. So <laughs> I am looking forward to being together with others around a crowded table. Wow, what a great image. Question number one, what is a book or a movie 
that has changed you? Can I give both? Of course. Book that has changed me was, was why I referenced it, The Great Gatsby. And uh, it changed me because I read it at different points in my life, right? Once when I was in uh, high school, the other while I was in college, just as a, just as a fun read, you know, just, as, just because I want to read again. And uh, so, yeah, that's definitely the book. Um, a movie that changed me, sheesh, what is it called? I can't remember the name, but, uh, oh, so, but A Better Life is about um, a Mexican father who crosses the border and he's in LA, which is where I grew up, which is, which really spoke to me because I was kind of surrounded by some of the, you know, not so ideal areas of, you know, areas of Los Angeles. Um, but, but yeah, he, he, he crosses the border with his son. No, he crosses the border and then he has a son in here in the United States. But since he's not in the best area, his son is influenced by gangsters. Mm. And, you know, while his father is struggling to find work, he goes and uh, he stands around with other immigrants who are looking for work by, you know, in some corner of the street and they get picked up for daily jobs and uh, yeah, it highlights his struggle and it highlights the struggle of him having to raise his kid in those, you know, in those conditions. But yeah, that's a movie in a, that's a movie in the book. What's a quality that you wish you had more of? I think uh, what I do lack is probably worrying about what others are going to think when I do something, right? Because I know I have empathy. I, I do, I do think about how the way others feel and I try to help others out, but I might not think about what, uh, you know, how my consequence, I don't know. That's, that's, it's, I think that's, that's one of the problems I faced in my life where I'm like, you know, if I do this, you know, how is this person going to react? Mm -hmm. Right. And it, it, you know, it wasn't always, it wasn't always, you know, as like, I guess, catastrophic as one might think, but it was, uh, you know, sometimes little things where, my mom has told me on countless times, she goes, you know, you don't think before you act or you always assume. So I think, uh, and I think, I think I've learned from that too, you know, thinking before I act. So I think probably that, I think I, I, I could improve upon my, my thinking about things before I make them happen. Sure. Okay. Okay. Yeah. What's, a, what's a quality you wish you had less of? I wish I had less pride sometimes. Definitely. Okay. Sometimes hubris is a, yeah, sometimes hubris is not a is not your friend. No, definitely, no. Yeah, yeah. But I've you know I've learned from that. I think, I think pretty uh pretty well. What advice would you give to your younger self? Keep it pushing. Don't give up. Think about what's important. Prioritize your time. That's the biggest advice I would give to my uh, to my younger self. And what's something you're looking forward to? I'm looking forward to being able to leave an impact. I feel like uh, I feel like I could definitely bring about some really good change in a lot of students, in a lot of students, and many, many others in in my life. You know, in my personal life, like my my girlfriends, my girlfriend's family. I've uh, I've been there for them on on a few occasions, and I feel like. I didn't do it because I felt like I was forced to, 
I did it because I wanted to, and I wanted to see them be better. I wanted to see them succeed. And this is true for all of those that I hold dear. So I, I think I'm looking forward to my own success and the success of those around me. Number one, what is a book or movie that has changed you in some way? Um, I'm going to talk about the, the, my most recent book is always the answer. I just finished and have recommended two dozen times Atomic Habits by James Clear. It's one of those quick, you'll read a chapter every five minutes and um, you'll nod your head a lot and say, oh, I already know this, but it's so practical and helpful. And it's in the category of it's never too late to be what you might have been because he talks about change actually doesn't start with goals. It starts with identity and doing a, f a few minutes of something every day is so much more valuable than doing an hour a week. I found it highly empowering and um, quick read. Good, good book. Great cool. Book. Thank you. Okay. What's a quality you wish you had more of? Um, right now, ironically, drive to exercise <laughs> because <laughs> I've, I, I think I've settled into a, a lovely work at home pace and I'm not doing that as much as I often aspire to. Yeah. How's what's a quality, part? what's quality you wish you had less of? Hmm. You know, a few years ago, I half jokingly said my new year's resolution was to give up worry mm. and it became a transformational this is a whole nother podcast but it became a massive opener for me a, a huge up level um, of really examining my relationship to worry and stress so i've come really really far but occasionally i get lost in stress a little bit and um that's a goal of mine is to lose the rest of that because it doesn't serve me what advice would you give to your younger self? Uh, keep going. Don't be so hard on yourself, Jeff. You got this. You're right where you need to be. Love it. And what's something you're looking forward to? I'm looking forward to you joining our podcast in a few <laughs> weeks. <laughs> so we can continue this conversation. Oh, geez, I'm so sorry to be so cheesy, but that's well, what I'm looking forward good. to. Good. It's one of your, it's one of your most enjoyable <laughs> <laughs> it's true i'm looking forward to that what fun this was thank I you so much thank you um, let me give it hey can i also i want to give it i'll be cheesy and give a shout out to municipal because in my work i work with companies who are trying to do good and do well and any company that under their banner has this podcast is is a company i want to support what is a book or a movie that changed you in some way uh, I was going to show my age right now. Brubaker. It's a Robert Redford film where he goes into the prison as the warden, as an inmate to so be in someone else's shoes. Oh, I've heard of that. I don't think I've seen it. It's an old film. Yes. Uh, powerful. I'm writing that one down. That sounds great. What's a quality you wish you had more of? Um, grace to myself. Hmm. Uh, being a little less, being a little more sort of um, kind to myself. Yeah. yeah, thank you. Flip that over. What's a quality you wish you had less of? Um, stubbornness. Uh, you know, there's an upside and a downside to all this, right? So my stubbornness is, is a root of my tenacity. 
But my stuff is also like, I, I, well, here's, I'm, this is a little bit longer answer, Dave. That's you right. Know, like, I have this sometimes a little smug, a little arrogant attitude. Like, uh, you know, I, I'm in the listening business. I listen well. And then I listen to my staff. And of course, they say, no, you don't. You're like a bulldog in a China shop. You're all about, you're just too busy moving fast and you want stuff to happen yesterday. We need you to actually, you don't listen. So my advocacy gets in my way of inquiry all the time. Oh, that's such a great line. My advocacy gets in the way of my inquiry. I love it. I love it. Yeah, um, I'm afraid that that uh, you and I have an awful lot in common, and and <laughs> and, and, and I, I I get that same look and and direct question from Teresa once in a while, my wife, of like you. So you listen <laughs> and support people for a living, right, David? Right. right. <laughs> Let's uh, let's amplify that on the home front a little more often. Right. Oh my gosh! Um, what advice would you give your younger self? Well, I would I would reiterate the fact that I am really really thankful that I stopped at age thirty two and listened to my heart mm-hmm. before rushing past. And um, so it's the it's the speed comes from slowing down and noticing and being present with self. Yep. And I I'm just want to pause on that because you said 32. I think for me, it was 35. And, and, and that makes so much sense to me. But I do think there's a lot of people who think and are pressured to know the path, the vocation, if they're going to have one much earlier than that. And I just think that's an unfair an unfair expectation. So just want to. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I, I agree, Dave. And I, I watch my children, my grandchildren right now, you know, the seven, eight year olds, they are exuberant about everything in life. They have no judgment. They are open to everybody and everything. And then as we know, over adolescence, we start this slow, unfortunately downhill slide where we get, no, I can't do that. You know, we see that with, girls' math and science scores because of the whole acculturation around gender role conditioning. We've got young boys having their own issues going on and it's tragic, right? And it's like, so that notion about my exuberance about the possibility about dreaming and living dreams. um, I wish that, that we need a lot more of that in the world. And I also recognize that that in itself is a form of my privilege of being born into the body that was born into in the country that I'm in and because the vast majority of the world, that is that is a that is a fictional dream, because putting shelter over a head and food on the table is, you know, they're not doing they're doing work because they have to do that to yeah. provide for themselves, right? So yes. I recognize that's an economic form of my privilege, yes. which I don't take lightly. Yes, yes. Finally, uh, what are you looking forward to? I'm looking forward to um, a world that is opening back up, hopefully with some new resonance in terms of the way in which we, the speed of interaction, that the slowing down for me in this last year has been enormously powerful. And as I get back onto the merry-go-round and we punch up the numbers, I want to recognize that I'm the person that has my finger near the number, at least in my case. And so if it's going too fast, I need to do something about that. And so I want to be a lot more mindful uh, and I'm looking forward. I love, I love 
I love traveling. I love traveling off the develop track as far off the beaten track as possible. It's where I've learned the most about myself. Mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to being back out in that learning more about me and the world and how I interact with it. Number one, what is a book or movie that has changed you in some way? The book I'm going to have to go with on that is The Alchemist. The I Alchemist. Really, yeah. Uh, yeah. Co uh, Coelho? Um, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. What would say, say a little bit about why? Uh, it's, you know, it's now been probably a few years since I read it, but I just really think it uh, reminded me the, the manifestation capabilities we all have is, is my memory of it. Yeah. Um, to, to bring about uh, good things or, you know, make, and, and that beautiful burden of knowing we have a, a, a not only an ability to, but um, it, it's, uh, it's incumbent upon us to bring forth something good and good yeah. things. Nice. That's, that's my memory of it. What's a quality you wish you had more of? Uh, it's still listening. Is listening a quality? I, I think, yeah. Being a really active, good listener. I just think, I, uh, I couldn't get good enough at that. Yeah. Flip it around. What's a quality you wish you had less of? Sensitivity. Um, mm -hmm. It's my, it's, that's the, the right, the, it's my greatest gift and my greatest curse. Um, and so I guess the, the, the negative part of sensitivity okay. is what I would love to curb. Cause I think the positive parts are awesome. I usually can read a room and, right, right. You know, and all that stuff. Uh, and, and I, I understand where people are at almost too much sometimes right. though. What, uh, what advice would you give to your younger self? Don't, don't hesitate. Um, jump in there. Although, you know, I think that's actually been probably my style anyway. Um, listen better. I go back and tell them to listen better, actually. Shut up and listen. listen. It's all <laughs> yeah. right there. Just listen. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. I, can't, I, I cannot. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. What's something you're looking forward to? I'm looking forward to my next conference call with a, a group of people that want to build a playground and to navigate with them the way forward. Cause it's, it's, you know, these projects are so complex on some levels, like, you know, they're, public projects with government and funding. And um, yes. my wife is always asking me, what's the next step? And I love, I love the fact that I don't know. Um, I, you know, I don't know how these things are always going to come together. Yeah. So I, th I think um, I'm looking forward to this next call. What's a book or movie that has changed you in some way? Book or a movie? I would say, um, I'll start with books. Um, the first book, that kind of changed my life was Louise Hay, You Can Heal Your Life. It's definitely not for everyone. There are, you know, I had a book with flowers and angels on it, and it's not exactly a book that a 17-year-old guy picks up, but it's all about you have the ability to heal anything that's in your life. It's about positive affirmations, and that book really transformed the way that my thinking that was the foundation for my thinking. Um, cool. The Alchemist, amazing book. Mm -hmm. The other book I'd say is the Book of Joy. I think is more, uh, you know, it's it's a little bit more approachable. I think for someone that isn't as interested in that space, um, amazing book. Movies. Is that the the Desmond Tutu Dalai Lama? Yeah. Conversation. 
Yeah. Book of Joy. Yeah. Yeah. They spent, I think it was a week together. It was so rare mm-hmm. for, to get them together. Um, and, you know, I think the archbishop had cancer. And so they were reflecting on like, even through cancer and Dalai Lama through exile, like how are they achieving such joy yes. on an ongoing basis? And it really, it's just an amazing read. It's so it's conversational and what they say is so profound yet approachable. It's a really good book. Um, and then movies, I would say I love the legend of bagger Vance. Mm. Like it's, it's such my, it's really my bullseye of like spirituality, mindset, growth, and golf together um, is just, it's just the perfect example of life to me. Like everyone is out there scared to hit a bad shot when, when you just let it happen, just amazing things can happen. And, um, I also love watching that movie because it puts me in a great mindset to go play. And I feel like I can hit it like Bobby Jones, but right, right. you know, um, but yeah. Very good. Very good. Yeah. What, what's a quality you wish you had more of? The first thing that came to my mind is belief. Actually, I, I, I have a lot of belief. It'd be, uh, in myself, but I think I need more. I think I, uh, I think I still, you know, it's easy as an employee your whole life. Um, it's easy to operate in an employee mindset instead of a business owner mindset, yeah. as well as a manifester mindset. And I, you know, I, I've done a lot of work on it, but having my own business has been a good reflector of that, of, you know, constantly believe that you, even if you don't know what you're doing or you don't know how to start, that the, the minority content, the minority does anything, right? And so if you just keep doing it, uh, you'll, you'll build something, yeah. you know? And so I think the belief is big for anyone, but especially me. Nice. Nice. What's a quality wish you had less of? Sometimes I think the empathy. I think um, sometimes I think, you know, going back to what I was saying about my family, you know, I know it's a strength to like care about others, but I also think that sometimes I need to be a little bit more firm and um, direct. And, you know, if it, it might not feel good for someone else at that time, but I'm just seeing more and more like this life is about doing what you need for you. Um, and sometimes I think I'm constantly, you know, you can, you can feel that in the room. You, you want to be there for everyone. You want to facilitate, you don't want the dead silence. You're, you're constantly there for others. And I think, uh, sometimes you got to do that for yourself too. Sometimes it's okay to ask for the room, uh, the table in the middle of the room in the sun. Yeah, right? yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, what advice would you give to your younger self? Trust and enjoy. You know, I think that's what most people probably say, but um, also too, I think I would tell myself that I'm perfect as I am, you know, that there is things that you can spend your whole life like, here's a quick thing. I, 
you know, as a kid, you might have a, an insecurity, right? Whether it's your skin or, or whatever. Right. And it's amazing what happens when someone compliments you on that thing. The thing you've been telling yourself that isn't good. Someone compliments your skin, let's say, and you're just like, oh my God, what? Right? And so I think it's uh, like embrace it and, and be okay with who you are even if you're shorter than everyone or, you know, you're not um, necessarily doing the thing that you thought you'd be doing. Like I used to think that I was gonna become a professional baseball player. And I remember I was like defined by being an athlete. I like, that was my, my identity. And when I stopped playing baseball, that was like, you know, who am I? Um, and so I think just like, what did you call it, David? You said your innate gifts, your gifts. Yeah. Yeah. I think that embracing your gifts Mm -hmm. and that's really hard to tell younger self when you're trying to fit in. But, um, I think embrace who you are. What's something you're looking forward to. I'm really looking forward to continuing to use golf as a way to help people with their mind off the course. Um, including my own. And I'm looking forward to not having a destination, actually. I think, um, especially as a business owner, I've caught myself thinking about making it. Yes. And I've started to go back to more of a playful approach where, you know what? I'm... I'm doing it. I'm like, what I've always wanted to do, I'm doing it. Is it at the level that I think I can do? No. But if you asked me four years ago how I'd be feeling if I was living in Marina Del Rey with the girl of my dreams, having my own business, having a golf podcast, and having conversations like this, I'd be like, holy shit. That's awesome, right? Um, So I'd say, yeah, not looking forward to not having a destination and also not necessarily having to keep score, you know, and just enjoy it for what it is. Cause one thing that I've always, that's always stuck with me is my grandpa, who's one of my heroes, which I said at the beginning, um, passed away when I was junior in college, he had his hospice nurse interview him. Um, and that was one of the most powerful things that I own is hearing him talk, hearing like, what is he, what is he talking about at this time? Right. My grandpa made no money and all he talked about was family and his grandkids. And, um, you know, sometimes I know it sounds morbid, but sometimes I think about that and I'm like, am I going to be thinking about this when it's all over? Or am I going to be like excited that I took the risk and excited that I, built something or excited that I learned and that I pivoted and that I met amazing people along the way. And I think that's uh, important to remember because it's so easy to get caught up in the numbers and the scoreboard. And look, it's important to like keep driving you and use that as motivation, but you can't tie your happiness to it. So, so Tim, what is a book or a movie that has changed you? The Road Less Traveled by Scott Peck is a book that has changed me. It it is a book. um, So Scott Peck 
is a, a fairly well-known psychologist. Have you, have you read the book, Dave? Are you familiar with it? I'm familiar with him and I'm familiar yeah. with the book. Haven't read it. Yeah. Um, when I read the book, and I suspect this is probably true of many people, I felt like he was writing it for me. I, I felt like he was literally like saying, this book is Tim Russell's biography. Um, it, it had a lot, it, it, it wrote a lot, or, or it, it, it focused a lot on the topics we've already hovered on today and much, much more. Um, fears, needs, authenticity, not wearing a mask, surrendering. Great, great, great book. Movie-wise, you know, the, my favorite all-time movie uh, is the movie The Natural with Robert Redford. And uh, anyone that's seen the movie, it's kind of a slow burn. It's not action packed, but anyone that's seen it um, knows that it's a story of, of a bright young baseball star that is thrown a, a curveball. no pun intended. Um, he, he has a bad life experience and he, his life's purpose to become a professional baseball player um, changes and he goes down a different path for a while, but then he returns to it. And I relate to that movie. I, I loved the movie even before relating to it on an individual level. Um, it's a great story. Uh, now I love it even more mm. because it's um, it's familiar. Do you think? Do you think there's something that we're all meant to do? That we're all meant for? Is that me asking you if you believe in destiny? As opposed to like choosing it. Yeah, making it ourselves. Yeah, I think based on the, what I've learned, you know, again, uh, surrendering control uh, about surrendering control that my life probably does have a destiny. Um, but for me, I choose to let it unfold as opposed to trying to control its outcome. Um, while I am taking proactive steps to, to do things that I love and to celebrate my gifts, uh, I don't know that I'm trying to design an outcome for myself. Okay. Um, nevertheless, I, I feel like the outcome that happens for me is what's meant to be. So I guess, I guess the answer is yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, that, that wasn't my, that, that wasn't one of the five, but I felt led to ask it anyway. Yeah. Uh, what, Tim, what's a quality you wish you had more of? Detail orientation. <laughs> I, I am, I'm a big picture thinker. I'm a, I, 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 I like to brush with really broad strokes. Um, I choose to surround myself with the detail oriented types because they pick up where I leave off. Uh, I'm not the type of guy that finds the, the punctuation errors in, in, in grammar. I am not the type of guy that finds the clerical error in a spreadsheet. Uh, I wish I had more of that. Got it. What's a quality you wish you had less of? Verboseness. <laughs> I, have no, I have no talent for brevity. It takes me about 10 words to say what I probably could say in five. I find that I, I have to think my way into things, or excuse me, I don't think my way into things. I speak my way into my thinking. I, <laughs> the verbal yes. processing is really important. Maybe we share that. Yes. I, I, have, I feel like I've gotten better at that. I, I pride myself in not being the first to speak in a meeting these days. Mm -hmm. I used to be the opposites. I used to be the person first to speak and with the most to say. Yeah. Uh, 
I've tried to change that. I've tried to, to become a better listener than a speaker. What, what advice would you give your younger self? Definitely connected to the conversations we've already had about wearing masks and surrendering control. It, it would be to, um, good to tell myself sur- surrender, surrender. Yeah. Uh, I, I know that I would have lived a, a life more driven by serenity, not for nothing. The serenity prayer is a huge mantra for me. Uh, and if you're not familiar with it, it's God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. As a younger man, I definitely was not wise. I, I was not. I did not have the wisdom to know the difference. Yeah. Still don't, <laughs> but maybe a little better. <laughs> okay. One more. What yep. is something? What is something you're looking forward to? Oh gosh, I you know it's pandemic related. How can it not be? I am an extrovert that draws energy from people. I just can't wait to get out and be with huge crowds of people. <laughs> I can't wait to go to uh, a Seattle Sounders soccer game. I can't wait to go to Disneyland. Whatever it is, I mean, I'll wait in long lines. I don't care what it is. I just want uh, in busy, crowded restaurants. I just want to be with people and literally absorb their energy. Yeah. I love that. That sounds actually, that sounds really good. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. I want to hug people. Yes. I mean, yes. Oh, like I, I'm a hugger and, and <laughs> this, this whole like bumping elbows with somebody when you meet them, it's just not working for me. I, I want to give them a big, and I'm going to, I'm going to hold on tight. Like D- Dave, like just bra- brace yourself. When, when we see each other next, you're going to get an extra couple of awkward, awkward moments of hug. And just like that, we bring season one of Becoming Better Men to a close. Thank you. Thank you and thank you. Whether this is your very first episode or you've been along since the beginning, if you're still listening, I'm confident that you've gained something valuable from what you've heard from one or more of these amazing people. Please take a moment to share that learning with a friend and help us grow this community of learners. You can subscribe or follow the podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You can learn more about Municipal at municipal.com and follow us at Municipal on all social channels. We're taking some time to hit the refresh button, but it won't be long till we're back with a new series of conversations and experiences to encourage and inspire you to pursue your full potential, to help you become the best possible version of yourself. Because two things are true. We are all self-made. And no one does it alone. Until then, this is David Barry, and you've been listening to Becoming Better Men. Becoming Better Men.